This is the real bad dudes cast. Now, are, 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 um, Sam, are, are you a horror movie like fan or, or just of this series? What, 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 no. What's a good movie for you to sit down and watch? Definitely. I'm a horror buff. Yeah. I love horror movies. Wonderful. What are some of your favorites? Oh, wow. There are so many. Depending uh, on which day of the week, you know. <laughs> let's start by the, the classics, I think. Um, uh, Halloween, of course. John Carpenter one, not the yeah. um, the Rob Zombie crap. Or I mean, I, I went to see the the new one this week, and I thought it was pretty good. I don't know if you guys saw that. I've yet to see it. I'm I'm actually uh, going to go see it next week. Yeah, me me and lots have, and we both pretty much were like, damn, you know, like yeah, it was, it was like no, yeah, I, I thought it was pretty good. I mean, I I, I do. Uh, for uh, Halloween 2 as a direct sequel to the to the original, but I think it's pretty good. It's 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 a good film. I like right. it. I like the second one as well, just on the aspect that it picks up exactly where the second one rips off. Yeah, we you know like what when you see the shape walking down the street and you got Loomis. I shot him. I shot him yeah. six times in the heart. He's not human. <laughs> you, you know I I love that how it picked up right afterwards. Halloween's definitely a favorite franchise of mine, even though I only like, like, three of the movies. Yeah, if we're talking about, like, just, like, the Michael Myers movies, I'd say Halloween, Halloween 2, and then Halloween 4 I thought was pretty good, and then Halloween 5 was... I, I didn't like Halloween 5. Ugh. Halloween 6 tried to explain Michael's reasons, but it just was, like, blah. <laughs> and then... Have you seen the producer's cut of Halloween 6? It's called no. Halloween 6. It's called no. Halloween 666. And I'll, I'll sum this up for you. Allegedly, Michael Myers is supposed to kill every member in his family right. to avoid this Sam Haim thing. So in the producer's cut of Halloween 6, he basically has sex with Jamie and impregnates her, and she has a child. Right, I heard about that. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking garbage. And then, uh, and then, and then they did. I H was a fan of Halloween three. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, I am too. Uh, I, I think it's uh, for what it is, it's good. You know, I'm just not talking about it. That movie it doesn't have a witch in it either. Oh yeah. <laughs> but it's the season though. Yeah. <laughs> right. Had a witch's mask. And then, uh, and then H two O, which acts, which ignored four, five, and six. I thought that one was pretty good too. A good way to end the franchise. Ugh. And then Resurrection yeah, no, came out. <laughs> like, so other than Halloween, what else do we watch, Sam? Uh, okay, uh, going back to, to to the classics again. We got to okay. hear the classics. I hear classics. I want to hear all of them. Uh, let's see, um, uh, Halloween, uh, Psycho, uh, The Shining. Um, there's so many. <laughs> It depends on what day of the week. You've also done a few other edits, right? Like uh, like The Vanishing, Sinister, Twin Peaks. Yeah. yeah. Twin Peaks. Ooh. My ears perked up on Twin Peaks. I definitely got to check this out. Yeah, it, it's a fan edit on uh, Firewalk With Me, you know, like uh, reinserting the, uh, the, the deleted footage on the film, you know? Like, not all the deleted footage. I mean, just some of it. You see, fan edits is kind of like a new concept for me. Like, I have seen maybe, like, one or two fan edits. And, like, the the one that I have, and I actually enjoy it a lot, was a fan edit of Dawn of the Dead called the Extended Mall Hours Edition, where they added, like, a half an hour worth of footage. 
And it, it was like, do this shit? This is... That, that, that was like a, a, an official uh, edit, wasn't it? Like, like Dario Argento or something? I'm not sure, to be honest with you. I just remember coming across it on YouTube, and I watched it, and I was like, I don't remember this, and I don't remember this. I know and there's, I, I, there's like three cuts of Dawn of the Dead. There's the theatrical, then there's like an uncut one or whatever, and then there's uh, the... Um, European one. Yeah. So someone could have took footage from a few of those cuts, I'm sure, and made like a well. That's what the version. that's what the guy did. He took footage from every single release of the movie and compiled it together. The reason why everything got so skewed is because um, George Romero, to help fund the movie, got funding from uh, Dario Argento, and yeah. um, this is basically in exchange for the funding. Argento got to cut the movie for the European. Uh, audience and obviously it, it's a huge huge market over there especially in countries like italy where horror it's it's kind of a it, it's kind of like a mecca for horror over there yeah um you, you know what a very important question are you working on anything else or do you plan on working on any other fan edits uh not at the time i mean uh i would i would like to because uh i, I like to edit stuff but uh mm -hmm. i mean I just have to, you know, come across a film that doesn't sit well with me so I can just move things around to make it look sort of better, you know? You got to be inspired to do it. Yeah, sort of. I mean, it's just like Sinister, you know? I, I think it's a good film, but I, in my opinion, it mm -hmm. could have been better. So, I mean, I try to make it better for me, you know? Not necessarily better, you know? I don't want to sound like... A, like a snob, you know, like, oh, I'm better than the director. No, I'm just saying that my version, I think it, it fits better for me, you know, for uh, my views. I, I absolutely see where you're coming from, because, I mean, there's times where I'll find stuff, and, and I mean, I edit videos myself, and it's just like, I would have done this differently, you know? Yeah. It, it, it's like, um, in Friday the 13th Part 2, I'm doing a review for it right now, where the, the part that always got to me was when she was hiding under the bed, and she fooled Jason, but then the rat came out, and um, you know, and then that made her pee. And I'm like, but she's such a tough girl, you know? Why would she pee after seeing a mouse after getting chased by him? You think she'd be used to being scared by now? Or maybe the rat peed, you know? So I, I just cut it, and I made it seem like she broke wind under the bed, and that made Jason turn around, going, "What was that?" Uh, okay. You, sometimes you just sometimes you just have to do things to make it more enjoyable for you, or so that it makes sense, or even just to flex your editing muscles. No, yeah, it's, sometimes it's just like a little thing, like you know the rat detail that you just said. You know, it's just you're not gonna change the film, just the, the structure of the of the film. It's just like a, a little thing that you're like, you know, let's just take this out. Right. Could have done without this. Yeah. But it's it, it's a very interesting thing, and I mean it's it, it that 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 right there in and of itself is another thing. Since you know, since we're obviously talking about fan edits here, how you know it, how hard is it to be able to look at a movie and say I could fan edit this and make it work? It's like could you watch like Amityville Horror Part Two? Move these scenes around, and maybe if I took out the incest storyline. Maybe this might be a better movie. Or all in all, you're just going to have Burt Young wandering around the house 
you know, yelling like a grumpy old Italian man. <laughs> or you get those people who want to take a movie and edit it in chronological order just because, like Pulp Fiction or something. Ugh. <laughs> but I mean, th- that in and of itself uh, is, a ch- is a big job right there. It's just finding a movie that you could look at and say, I could change it and I could make it work. You know, so I mean, hold on a second. I have a knock on the door. All right. It's Mike Wires. Don't answer it. It's a Blair Witch. Yeah, Blair Witch. (laughs) I was going to say that, uh, well, another film that most people don't like is Prometheus. And I watched uh, Agent Nine's fan edit of that. And he restored, um, like, the TED Talk video that was on YouTube and stuff, and he actually went and restored deleted scenes, removed wires, redid the effects, and, like, actually created a decent movie. I was surprised. I was like, I was like, who the hell, like, because I don't think Ridley Scott edited the movie. I think he has an editor. Like, it's like, the editor sure said something. Like, there was actually, like, a nugget of something decent. You know what's kind of funny about uh, deleted scenes? AVP won. I still think it's a terrible film, but there's actually a deleted scene that actually gives the Predator some character, and of course it stayed deleted. You know, I, I wanted that movie to be so good that I even bought the collector's edition that came out, hoping they would have put that scene back in. Alas, they did not. I think Wolfman was taken by the uh, Blair Witch. Yeah. Yeah, by Mike. She was so happy that he liked my edit that now she wants him forever. (laughs) What I want to know, Agent Sam, is when you're editing a movie like this, do you ever worry that the end product, like, because you edit in hopes to improve it, do you ever worry while editing it that it might not actually turn out as you hope? Like, do you ever get nervous? Like, oh man, you know, I'm putting in all this time and effort. I hope this pays off. Uh, well... First, I do a lot of tests, you know, like, uh, let's suppose I'm doing, like, this very tricky edit, and so I do, like, many tests to see if the edit that I'm thinking about is going to work, and then I export that portion of the video, and then I watch it to see if it's it's going to look good, you know, so if I think it looks good, like, the the editing and the audio and etc., so I said, okay, so then I, I join all the parts, and then I watch the whole film, and if it's flowing okay, then fine. But I mean, I, I do like many, many tests before I, I export, you know, the final version of the the edit, you know? Right. Uh, editing, it's fun. Edit stuff. And even when it works, you still have to watch it like 2,000 times to make sure it works right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I have... I mean... By the time that I finished that edit, I was like, and this is coming from someone that actually enjoyed Blair Witch 2. I was like, I can't stand that movie anymore. Those characters, you know, those voices. I'm like, ah, I just... Shut up already. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, I, I spent like maybe two years without watching that film. Because I just couldn't stand it anymore. I was like, ah. <laughs> Oh, I can believe it. I, I, I mean, a, a, a lot of people say I hate editing. I personally love to edit stuff. 
No, I yeah, mean? I love it. I mean, I, I never, uh, I never, did professionally, I never did like a course for anything. I, I just like. I just like uh, bought the software and just, then I just started to do stuff, you know, like I, I went to YouTube and I watched tutorials and then I just started to edit, you know, like whatever, you know, let's just do it. Yeah, it's, it's, now, uh, do you mind me asking? I mean, you don't have to because most people don't like to say what they use. What what, what software do you use? Uh, it's the Adobe Premiere, you know, like. Uh, oh, yeah. The, uh, yeah, the premium. I'm more of a Sony Vegas person myself. I mean, I started using that when I was like 16, and now it's called Movie Studio or some shit like that. It's the yeah. same thing, and it's it it does it does its work. Yeah, I remember when I was like doing some research to see which software I was going to get. I was like, I was uh, I almost got the Sony Vegas, but then some people said, you know, you you might try the Adobe Premiere. It's better. It has more more stuff, more features, whatever. So I just got that instead. But I mean, I heard that Tony Vegas is pretty good too. I can't argue with it. Like I said, I've been using it since I was like 16 years old and it really boils down to what your preference is. I mean, it doesn't matter what you use as long as you get the job done. Yeah, and, exactly. uh, the, 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 the tedium of it. Oh, a review for the video game, Echo the Dolphin. And by the time that I was done with it, I never wanted to see another fucking dolphin as long as I lived. Yeah, I totally know the feeling. I mean, just remember that I actually enjoyed these films that I'm that I'm editing. But I mean, when I'm done with it, I'm like, oh, I'm done. You know, I'm like, oh my god, I can't, I can't see Blair Witch and uh, Jeffrey Donovan and Twin Peaks and Laura Palmer and Ethan Hawke and Kiefer Sutherland. I mean, just. Uh, Oh yeah, it 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 kills you. You just I I never want to see you again. Lots um brought up Sega CD actors, and when I was doing the Night Trap review, I actually found out that one of the characters was in a Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Oh right. Well, yeah, what uh, we, well after after I did research of Night Trap, I didn't realize that thing was filmed in like the late '80s. For a VHS oh, game, yeah. and then they repurposed it for a Sega CD game. It was called Project Nemo, which means never ever mention outside. It had Dana Plato in it, and it had the voice of Destro from the G.I. Joe cartoons, and um, and it had uh, the guy that played the Karate Kid in uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 4, and I had no idea. Everyone else just went... Went <laughs> <laughs> like... Mm -hmm. <laughs> Oh, lots has to uh, go. Yep. Yeah, so it's been good, and I'll talk to you guys later. All right. <laughs> have, have okay. a good night, Lotsy. Later. Um, what's funny is uh, watching Blurbridge Two and watching his performance. If you ever, if you watch Burn Notice, this actually feels like a character he would play in Burn Notice to like trick other people. <laughs> uh. I, I don't think I ever thought I, I ever saw Burn Notice. I, I I don't know what what. what yeah, it, it's pretty it. good. It's a spy, It's like a spy show mixed with a bit of MacGyver esque stuff. Um, because you know they I don't know they have like oh, they're, okay, they're okay. spies. They have no money. They got to use their, you know, their brain power to figure out how to get through situations and stuff. But MacGyver was was MacGyver, and he was MacGyver for a reason. But I think if you watched Burn Notice, you'd like so it. Damn it. It's pretty good. Bruce Campbell's in it too, so. 
Hey, Ash. Hugh Williams. Yeah. What was that movie that I just saw with him in it? My name is Bruce. That's one of the funniest movies I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. I thought it was underrated. Um, it's, uh, it, it was a Bruce Campbell movie called My Name is Bruce, and he plays himself. And he was such an asshole. It was basically like, what if Over the Top Bruce had to deal with a real Evil Dead type situation? Pretty much. I, I think I heard about that film, but, but I never saw it. I mean, I remember hearing bad things about it, saying that it was actually kind of embarrassing, you know? Uh, it it was self-referential, you know? They, it, it wasn't afraid to poke fun at itself. I mean, the long story short is, it's just... These teenage kids, one of them is a huge Bruce Campbell fan. They take a seal off of a tomb and they raise a Chinese god of tofu or something like that. Sends on a small town and they kidnap Bruce Campbell to deal with it. And he's like, I don't give a shit if he's the king of kiss my ass. What am I doing here? <laughs> why, why, are, why are you dragging me out here? And he just plays such an asshole. Yeah, I thought it, I thought it was like fun. He, he, I think if you like Bruce Campbell's humor and you like the goofiness of like Army Darkness and stuff, you'll probably enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. Well, um, Army another of good one. I enjoy Army of Darkness, but but right. it's my least favorite of the the, the franchise. I mean, the, the, from the uh, the three films, of course. I'm not counting the uh, the TV the show. The remake. Yeah, and the remake and whatever. Just counting the uh, the three films. I mean, Army of Darkness. I like it, but it's like, it's yeah. like it's definitely like a different. Yeah, I mean, I, I I don't watch it as much as I watched the the first two, you know. Right. Yeah, you can watch the first two and and see how they're kind of sequential and such. Where the third one, it just kind of went a little too over the top, especially with the comedy. It's like, yeah, we get it. You're three Stooges fans, you know. Yeah, it's a little bit kid-friendly to me, you know, I don't know. I mean, I mean it's violent. I mean, I, I wouldn't show it to a child, but, but I don't know, it's just, it doesn't feel like like true evil dead to me, you know? I don't know if I'm making myself clear. Yeah, well, it oh, should... No, 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 it makes perfect sense. It, it should be PG like... or PG-13, but it got an R rating. In fact, it almost got an X rating. Like, the MPAA must have hated Sam Raimi, because... Yeah. Uh, Goodfellas came out the same year, was R-rated, and then uh, <laughs> Army of Darkness was getting in trouble for stuff. They had to like tone down a few things to make it well, R. It didn't it feel no like sense. a true Evil Dead movie because I mean, what made Evil Dead so um, effective was it was that same Night of the Living Dead thing, where you're trapped in an isolated location, you have to make do with what's on hand, and you're dealing yeah. with what's on the outside. And also, what's on the inside? I mean, that 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 to me is what makes movies like that so effective. That's why I and love Night of the Living Dead. You have to deal with your loved ones too, because I mean, your girlfriend is gonna turn into a zombie and is gonna try to kill you. You know. You got your sister in the basement who's screaming at you and laughing at you all the time. Yeah, exactly. I mean, most of us have sisters that do that, anyways. But this one was <laughs> demonically possessed, so there's no excuse for them. Yeah. But, uh, by the way, you guys uh, enjoyed the uh, the remake. I, I wasn't it. a fan of it. <sighs> no, I I know some people that liked it and some people that don't. I mean, I personally, I I I I didn't think it was like the worst movie ever. I mean, there are worse remakes out there for sure. But, oh, yeah. um, Amityville I, Horror. I was, I was sort of disappointed. I mean, it wasn't. I wasn't. Uh, I was expecting. Expecting, especially because 
Sam Raimi was involved, I wasn't expecting something better, you know? Better. Yeah, and I mean, that's something that a lot of hardcore fans are learning nowadays, is that just because the name is attached, it doesn't mean anything. I mean, yeah. like, video game fans that listen to this podcast, they love the Mega Man series. And If you grew up on Capcom Mega Man games, they were huge. And then they made um, that Mighty Number no. 2 game, and that's all everybody ever told me about was, oh, it's being made by Inafune because he made the original one, blah, 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 blah. And I looked at it, and I'm like, this doesn't look like Mega Man. And it's like, but it's a spiritual successor to Mega Man, and the guy that created Mega Man is making the game. Yeah. And, and you know, that, that's the thing. It's like that, uh, Evil Dead, where the remake where, where it failed for me was, is it just it did not feel like an Evil Dead movie. It, you know, it was supposed to be a carefree... An, an independent film that has its own personal charm to it. And just... Yeah. ...budget thing, and I'm here to kick my drug habit, and we're here to support you, instead of just a bunch of kids that went out to party in the woods. It's just... As I say so often... You know? <laughs> I was a little bit uh, concerned about the, the new Halloween, because everybody was like, oh, so good because John Carpenter is attached to it. I mean, that doesn't mean anything, especially coming from John Carpenter. I mean, if you watch his latest films, you're like, oh my God. So, right. Um, I was like a little bit concerned. I was like, okay, that doesn't mean shit. I mean, it doesn't mean shit that Jamie Lee Curtis is in it because Halloween H2O was also a disappointment to me, at least. It was a disaster. No, Resurrection yeah. was the disappointment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God, I, I'm sorry, I forgot about that one. Oh, at, le- at least H2O, they tried to like chop his head off and end it, and then Resurrection what, what was, was like, nope. One with, what was the one with the haunted house thing with Busta Rhymes? Resurrection. Yeah. No. H2O is the one where she's uh, she faked her death and she's a teacher at that yeah. uh, that private school. In general, I'm hoping that this becomes a new medium. It's a very, very, very interesting concept. And who knows? You, you you know you very well um, could be a part of a, a trailblazing movement here. I mean, shit! I almost want to go out and find a crappy movie and make it good now. <laughs> hey, I, I, well, do please please send it to me because I would love to see it. Really. <laughs> yeah. I, I, like I said, I, I I hope that this actually becomes a new thing. Because no, but um, you know what? Uh, I've talked to a lot of people that are actually against uh, fan editing. They say that, uh, oh, my God, you're just trying to be better than the director. You know, you're just being a snob, you know, just like, oh, my God, I'm going to improve the director's vision. So, I mean, some people just think that uh, they're just completely against it. You know, they could choose not to watch it, you know, Uh, they they could choose not to watch it. And assholes, everybody's got one and they all stink. Um, Speaking of uh, fan edits, uh, like busting out, there was a fan edit of I believe it was Raising Kane with John Lithgow, and oh. I, I believe that's the one. And I believe the movie theatrically was edited like out of sync, and something like the the fan editor took it and did what the director wanted. And so the director found out about it and was like, "Hey, let Shout Factory know about this." And the oh. yeah, the, the director's cut got restored on Blu-ray because of a fan editor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually watched that, and it's actually he actually improved the the film like a lot, you know. 
wasn't a fan of Raising Kane. I mean, when I first saw it, I mean, it's not a horrible film, but I mean, it's like, it's not, a, it's like, it's like yeah. miles from 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 the good films that Brian De Palma did. Right. But and, you, but you would say the studio pretty much butchered it, though, you know, kind of like Blair Witch Two. <laughs> Yeah, the, uh, the 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 fan edit of the director's cut is actually pretty good. I mean, I actually enjoyed it. It's pretty good. Hey, this could launch careers doing this. I mean, oh, that's hope. The, so. the red... Yeah, well, kind look of. The, the red... problem. Look the... at. Well, sorry, I was gonna say the problem oh, is, is is this underground kind of thing. You know, like there's always that risk of studios. You know. But at the same time, isn't that where horror kind of took off was underground? Look at Resident Evil 2, the remake that's coming out in January. A lot of the things that we're going to see in this remake, there was a group that's going around remaking the game, and Capcom hired them. Capcom was so impressed with the work that these guys were doing with this, with the fan remake of Resident Evil 2 that that instead of you know bringing legal action against them they actually brought them on board and said please help us implement your ideas right and now these guys are working for Capcom apparently no one thing that I notice I mean these days is that uh, the studios they're listening to the fans a lot more you know to actually hear yeah. what the fans want you know it's working yeah Exactly, because I mean, in the end, at the end of the day, you're gonna, the fans are gonna watch the film. The fans are gonna pay for it. So I mean, let's just please the fans, you know? Right. That's how that's how it used to be, and it, it's just around that period, I, I became such a snob, especially for horror movies, where like 1998 to 2000, I guess, I, I, I there's a new movie coming out. Nah. You know, it's just because it was just so much of the same shit. And now that this is coming out thing and everyone's saying that it's fantastic, I want to see it now. No, Halloween. Yeah, the new one. I, I, yeah. I can't wait to see it. Oh, you're I cannot wait to see it. Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, definitely worth it, I'd say. I just hope that they end it now. They don't need to make a sequel. Just let Michael die. Yeah. I, I mean, they, they, they ruined Jason Voorhees. And now... A, Robert England's is seeing dollar signs, so we could might we we might we could see another Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Well, I heard you know I heard Friday Thirteenth might actually be because of this movie being such a success, they might actually do a similar thing where they where they ignore the rest of the sequels and have a character from one of the earlier films kind of reprise their role and deal with Jason again. We'll see. Victor Miller some money. <laughs> You know, but I mean, Robert England is seeing dollar signs now, and after the remake for that, you know, ugh, awful. I, I can see another jaw. I can see a Jaws remake. Ugh. <laughs> Please, I heard, whatever. I heard that Jamie Lee Curtis said that uh, if David Gordon Green directs the the uh, next Halloween, she would do a sequel for the uh, for the uh, the new one. Hmm. Well, that's the other thing too is that you you can do a sequel if it's handled competently by a director who understands and respects the franchise mm -hmm. and knows what the hell they're doing. And I mean, apparently from what I've heard it, that this one is very, very good. So why not? You know, if, if he, if he can do it again, well, he wanted to uh, make two from what I heard. And then uh, like they had the original idea was to do, uh, you know, essentially two movies, but the studio or something was like, just do one. So I don't know. We'll see. Uh, seeing as how the movie has made $80 million and it just came out, I think that they might rethink their stance on it. <laughs> yeah. 
No, yeah, I think there, there's definitely going to be more. Just but don't I mean, kill off Jamie Lee Curtis again. <laughs> no, first yeah, of all, do that ever again. That it shouldn't have a sequel. I mean, I, I think the movie should end there. I mean, I, I agree with Rage Killer. I think that um, yeah, because everything was wrapped up in it for the Lori yeah. for the Lori character. It seemed like. You know, her 40-year PTSD and stuff was finally over and she could have a normal life with her family. That's all I'm going to say because I don't want to spoil it for Wolfman, but you know what I mean. It's like... uh, well, no, I, I, I absolutely agree. No. But then again, it's note. the same thing with H2O. She chopped his fucking head off. She, she could go on with her life. And then resurrection happened and it was like, no. And, and, and then you get, um, uh, what's his name? The rapper and the mask. What's the rhymes? Trick or treat, motherfucker. Oh, God. Hey, you, you know what? In all honesty, the scene of him yelling at Michael Myers is really the only good thing about that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, was... What you're doing? I'm the one who's supposed to that be was... playing fucking Michael was... Myers. He's like, get your ass onto the that... back and get in there and fucking get with her. I believe this shit if they see two people playing fucking Michael Myers. <laughs> it was better than Halloween 5, but that's not saying much because Halloween 5 is pretty bad. Yeah, you're not really giving it too much of a thing there. Um, have you heard about Creep Have you heard about Creep Show though? Oh, the the TV series on Shutter? Yeah, have you heard about that yet, Sam? Uh You mean uh, Creep Show uh the the movie from the 80s? Yeah, they're going to do a TV series out of it. Oh, no, no, I, I haven't heard about that. Really? I, mean, yeah. I, I, I haven't seen the sequel yet. I, I still need to see a Creep Show 2. I, I only watched the first one. First one was a masterpiece. It's one of my all-time favorites. Um, second the, second decent. One, the second one, I would say it's decent as far as sequels can go. I, I, would, ca- I, would, call it, uh, I would call it Creep Show Leftovers. <laughs> That's what Creep Show 2 is. <laughs> uh, the third one, uh, stay away from that by all possible means <laughs> if you see it throw it out the window please if the tv yeah, if if the tv series can capture the uh the comic book panels like if they do that within the tv series then they might have yeah. something pretty cool you know i don't know if the creep show thing has been confirmed or not the only th- the only information that i personally have about it is, is that it's going to be a tv series if they can make it like the comic book but only like but like with say a tales from the crypt type format um, I, I'd be 100% behind that if they did go along with it. But I have heard that uh, Stephen King's son, Joe, is going to be involved with it. And that works because his son was in the first movie. He was a little kid. And uh, Greg Nic- uh, Nicotero is also going to be involved with it. It works. I, have, I, I can handle that. I have a friend who's a big fan of Show 2. He says that there's at least one of the stories that's really, really good. I mean, just loves it. He, 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 think, he thinks that just uh, just watch the film for, for that story alone. I don't know what the story is about, but I mean, he just loves it. Probably the raft. That I can think of the raft. It's, it's either the raft or it's going to be the last one with the car. Thanks for the ride, lady. It's, uh, it's probably the raft. I think most, pretty much everyone that I've talked to always say the raft yeah the raft yeah. was definitely the more popular of the stories um uh, i i think they sorry what was that it's a story that has a lake in it yeah 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 that's the raft 
Yeah, it's the ref. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was very, very good. It was essentially um, four, teen, four teenagers. They go out on this raft in the middle of the lake, and it looks like a garbage oh. bag that's floating in the, in the lake <laughs> following them, and it essentially eats them. But no. um, it was a very good story because the whole story is told on that raft in the middle of the lake. I've only seen Creepshow 2 on VHS. I haven't like rewatched it on in HD, so you know, I'm sure I'm sure it probably does look like a plastic bag in the lake. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it, it it looks like a big black garbage bag. Uh, I know uh, t- the Tales from the Dark Side the movie was originally going to be a Creepshow sequel. Classic, and I mean Tales from the Crypt. Everybody was like, "Yeah," and then they heard M Night Shyamalan was going to be behind it. No. <laughs> <laughs> we 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 can do without that. I wasn't a fan of it going to be on TNT anyways. So. Uh, TNT does good with horror. I mean, look how they did um uh look how they did Mr. Joe Bob. <laughs> that was how many years ago? Hey, that was one of the best shows on television. And you do realize they they fired him cuz new management came in. Yeah, and boy did they eat shit because of it. Yeah. TNT, TNT just did the uh, the Alienist. Have you guys seen that? Aliens? No, the Alienist. Uh uh-uh. uh Never heard of that. Oh, uh, I, I don't know if I if I'm pronouncing this correctly. I I guess okay. Just let me type. I uh, think. Oh okay. I see. I see it. It's a drama series. TNT has always been kind of funny. I mean. I mean, I used to watch TNT back in the day when they had Joe Bob Briggs yeah. on the show, and then oh, me you know, too, had, uh, in USA had... up all night and stuff. Yeah, Elvira, yeah, she's still going strong too. It was one of the best reasons to stay up late. Uh, I missed Elvira growing up. Uh, she was in the '80s. But was... So for me, it was USA up all night with Ron Shear and oh, God. Monster Vision with uh, Joe Bob Briggs. I, I had Monster Vision, and I had up. All night. Yep. Elvira. No, that, that's Ronda Shear. That's, uh, Elvi- that's not Elvira. I was being sarcastic. Oh, ha, 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 ha. Um, yeah, Ronda Shear wasn't one of my bags either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Joe Bob said they used to make fun of her, her show. <laughs> you blame him. <laughs> uh, um, hey, by the way, are you well, guys excited for the uh, Pet Cemetery remake? Yes. Yeah. I'm optimistic about it. It's one of those things where, like, I really love the original, but I'm willing to give this a shot. I'll definitely go see it. I, I'm excited to see it. I mean, it, 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 this is a weird thing. And, I mean, anybody listening to this who's a parent can relate to it. After I had kids, I could not watch that movie. Oh, with Gage. Yeah. No, I, I actually heard that uh, a friend of mine who used to love the book, he said that he can't read the book because the book is even more terrifying than, than the film. I don't know if you read oh, yeah. it. Oh, yeah. I was a big Stephen King fan growing up. I, I was reading his books by the time I was seven years old. Yeah, same here. And Pet Cemetery was actually the first, so it's like my favorite. Yeah, Pet Cemetery was a favorite of mine growing up, and then once I became a parent, it was just, I can't watch this because... Kids looking alike like mine, and I just couldn't do it. You yeah, know, no, like, yeah, I, I can't imagine. A friend of mine, he just said, really, I mean, if you have kids uh, of that age, or if you had kids that age, that scene when he he, he, he walks into the road and the, the truck can't comes, it's just like, 
it's just terrifying. You just can't watch that. It's just terrifying. You absolutely can. Yeah. You, you really can't do it. And the, the funny thing is, is like when I watched the movie, I just sat down and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to watch this. This was a favorite of mine, you know? And I mean, I'm a fan of Silver Bullets. I mean, I can sit through some fucking movies. <laughs> but um, I, I, I sat down and I watched Pet Cemetery like after little pictures around, so I can't really say too much. But it was just um, uh, no fair. I was like, oh my god, I'm crying. I can't watch this anymore. <laughs> it, it 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 happens, and it, it was like it, you didn't plan on it, you didn't expect it to happen. But I mean, the, me that I did not care for for horror movies that that had stuff that happened to children, like that. I I, I there there was one movie I remember. It was called Deadly Eyes. And I mean, like, I, I don't kill animals in movies. Like, I can't watch that. I, I can't stand that. Um, but leave the dog alone, type of thing. But the, this movie was Deadly Eyes, and um, it was about rats. These rats that ate steroids and grain or something like that, so they grew to be super rats. You know, it, 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 it's it's fucking horrible. I, I mean, they they took Chihuahua dogs and they put fucking. And dox hunts, and they put these fur suits around them to make them look like rats. And they were just running around doing whatever the hell they wanted. They didn't care. You know, but there, there was a scene where they came up the stairs of a basement, and there was a child in a high chair. And then uh, even growing up, I saw that scene, and I'm like, so even, even before, I, I had that thing, but I could sit through Pet Cemetery. But then after that, I, I just couldn't. But I did see the, the trailer for the new one. And the only thing that's got me freaked out is that I have a cat that looks exactly like Church. <laughs> you know, my, my cat now uh, looks like the, the old Church from the, the, the first version. Yes, <laughs> so does mine. That, that's the part that's really freaking me out is because I have a cat and um, um, she's a psychopath. She's only four pounds and we're terrified of her. <laughs> but she looks exactly like Church from the book cover, the original book cover. Looks exactly like it. And I, I don't know if I could put photos up in here. And you know what? I don't want to tempt fate and try to do it. Yeah, you can. But, you just oh, you can copy and paste. I, I, I'm not. I'm not going to fuck with it right now. Um, I'll do it later. We'll, we'll put a picture up in the podcast <laughs> when we upload it. What about but, uh, Pet Cemetery Two? Oh, the the one with John Connor in it. Yeah. No. No. There you go, Agent Sam. You're looking for a movie to edit. You could probably try and tackle Pet Cemetery too. Oh man! <laughs> but but I, there's one there's one good thing about the Pet Cemetery too. I like the uh, the villain. What's his name? The guy. Uh... Uh, the the punk kid in it, or uh, the the parent of him of the other kid. Rage, you have IMD open all, uh, like at all times. You should have this open. Are you thinking of uh, Clancy Brown? Is that you're thinking of? Who's also in Highlander? He's the, he's like a cop or a sheriff or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that actually... scene. Yeah, that scene when he chased down uh, the wife and son. That was. I don't know why that was pretty creepy though. No, and there's a scene where where he kills like a teenager. With right. Him. Yeah. It had like, it had its moments, but also had some cheesy moments. I was like, "Oh my god!" I mean, yeah. because I wasn't expecting he was going to kill because the 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 kid was like young, you know, and he he just gave him like this brutal death. I was like, 
Oh my god. Wow. Even sit through that movie all the way. I just couldn't do it. Um you know, speaking of John Connor and, and, and bad remakes, uh did did you ever see the Neither the Demons? The Demons remake? No, I didn't. Seen the original, but not the not the remake. The original was a classic. That razor blade death at the end was sick. And the remake? The original. Oh, when she killed the the nasty old man. Yeah. That was some pretty like grody effects, man. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Now probably... Her voice is gone again, and now it's back. It was probably just a hiccup in the connection. Yeah, yeah, but 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 it's but it's happening a lot. I mean, uh, your com- your conversation, but it's happening a lot. It's the yeah. Blair Witch. <laughs> it's the yeah. oh my god, Blair Witch 2.0. She's god technological. She's here to fuck up your internet. <laughs> I mean, don't mess with my fucking movie. <laughs> uh, how dare you make it good? Yeah, I mean, come on. It's supposed to be a shit. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. We have actually managed to come full circle now and go back to that. <laughs> yeah. And it just... What, what an experience that was to watch. I was like, what What an experience watching that, because I, I went in with such bad expectations, and what a spin around. I, I, I personally, I would love to see more work come out of you for a fan edit idea. Psycho 3. But there, I don't know, what would you do with it, you know? Yeah, I was thinking about that. I mean, there's not... What? Okay, the, the only thing in the movie that I would change in Psycho 3 is that mm-hmm. ending. When you see uh, Norman in the car and he's holding his mother's arm or hand or whatever, yeah, yeah that was a that was a studio mandate. That wasn't even the original ending. Well, do you know what the original story was going to be? Uh, I think I read that it, it it has something to do with Norman and his psychiatrist. That it's going to it was going to be played by Janet Leigh again. Is that it? There was some talk of that, but this might be a good jumping off point for one of us, is originally Dwayne Duke was going to be a copycat killer, and the whole story about him being a musician going to L.A. was bullshit. He went there on purpose because he wanted to learn from Norman. Okay, I actually read that Dwayne Duke was supposed to be Norman's brother. I never heard that. That's a new one. I mean, I, I, I think that, that Psycho 3 had, like, several drafts, you know, like... Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, did you ever notice, though, that suddenly Dwayne went from being himself to completely unhinged? He went yeah. from being an asshole to a psycho himself. Because, I mean, he's just... He's Dwayne, and as lovable a character as he is, it suddenly turns into he's shirtless, he's sweaty, he's singing an Irish folk song... May the Lord bless you and keep you, dear mother, Bates. He was insane at that point. No, actually, I, I, I think the character has, like, three phases. You know, in the beginning with Maureen, he's a total dick. And then when, he, when he's hired by Norman, he's more, like, likable. You know, he even treats her good. You know, like, oh, don't worry, Angel, nothing's going to happen to you here, whatever. And then yeah. he turns psycho. So he has, like, three phases, you know, like, of... of Kind of like he's a psycho. Yeah. yeah. If you want to tackle Psycho 3, is there any other footage released? 
Like, is there a TV yeah. edit or deleted scenes? Like, I, I know. something that I'd look into. I just I'd fa- look into it myself. I just randomly found this. There's an alternate opening for the TV version. Oh yeah, I, I, I saw that. All right. Well, I, I, I mean, it's like me personally. I know originally Anthony Perkins was going to film it in black and white. I mean, Psycho 2, to me, was perfect. Don't touch it. I love that. And One thing about Psycho 2 is the soundtrack. Goldsmith's soundtrack. I mean, it's just beautiful. I mean, all the soundtracks for Psycho is... They're oh, just, yeah. I just love all of them. You know? And they're just so different from each other. You know? Like, completely different. They were masterpieces. They really mm-hmm. were. Because... Um, when I um, uh, the, the YouTube thing, I got invited down to the Friday the 13th the video game release party, and I got to hang out with like Sean Cunningham, the director of part one. I met Tom Savini, and I also met Harry Manfredini. He did the music for Friday the 13th. And, you know, I, I walked up to him, and, you know, Harry had a couple drinks in him, so he was pretty jolly. And he explained that his, that, that his soundtrack was just as much a character that you saw in the movie you know the music is supposed to it's 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 it it gives you that sense of calm it gives you that feeling of dread and that's where psycho really 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 stood out on its own is is the soundtracks were phenomenal yeah no i mean uh i, I heard the last part you saying that oh. especially the horror genre we have uh, like uh some soundtracks that are like iconic like halloween psycho and um the Exorcist and Suspiria. Um, yeah. Else, uh, Dawn of the Dead. You know. Deep Red. Um, what else? On Elm Street, of course, and Friday the Thirteenth. And well, there's so many. You know, I mean, the uh, Fog. Yeah, the Fog. The soundtracks was the Fog. Well, that I mean, piano oh, score or the Halloween Three theme. Yeah. No, I mean, Joe Carpenter's scores, they're, they're all terrific. Yeah. I mean, just, just John Carpenter is all you need to say at this point. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I came from New York. Um, I mean, those sorry. moody synthesizer scores were amazing. Yeah, Brad Brad Fidel, who did Terminator 1 and 2 I, and stuff. He yeah. was a Terminator, yeah. And I, I like the Terminator 1 soundtrack over Terminator 2, to be honest with you. Mm. And to be honest. I, I prefer Terminator 1 over the second one as a film. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Like what? It was the same thing in the second one. They just paid more money. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And and I'm sorry, but John Connor is just annoying as hell. I mean, he's a... Hasta la vista, baby. I mean, like, shut up. I mean, you're such shut a... Shut up. Yeah, you little shit. <laughs> no, he, was yeah. still, he was still better than the John Connor in T3. John Connor is just a pain in the ass. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, I, I'm not a big fan of Edward Furlong, so... Um, no. I, I mean, it's just, it's just him, like, all his characters for me are just like... I mean, first, that screechy voice. No, he always plays the same character in every movie. An annoying pain in the ass. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just. Uh, I mean, I'm not a fan. I mean, I'm sorry. What made ter- what, what made Terminator One so good to me was is just it was the basic plot line of it. It was the atmosphere, you, and the 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 soundtrack. Even though it was made by Brad Fidel and it was the same shit, it sounds better coming out of a dirty analog synthesizer than it does coming out of fucking an orchestra. 
Yeah. Uh, like, like, let's put it this way. Would Information Society sound better as a synth pop band or as a rock group? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the best way that I can put it. Yeah. No, I mean, it's just like, um, for instance, I remember, um, I think it's Halloween 6 that has the, uh, you know, the, 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 the theme that plays when uh, Michael is, 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 is chasing Lori from the wall of the Doyle house. The metal version? Yeah, it's like the, the same music, but it's like it's like a a, a version w- with a guitar, and it's like a, it's like a metal version or something. <laughs> yeah, supposedly the producer's cut has a different score. I don't know. I haven't I haven't actually yeah. watched the producer's cut. I think that was it. The... You don't need to. It's probably a studio screw up, and it's once again it has to do with them wanting to appeal to the teenage generation. Let's put guitars in it because everybody likes guitars. I mean, just because you have a song doesn't mean that you, you, you can, like, use all kinds of instruments. I mean, sometimes it just doesn't work, you know? What's the funny thing about, what's the funny thing about that, um, a Halloween 6 in general, the fact that Halloween 5, they just wrote in a man in black because they thought it would be mysterious. And then so the writers of Halloween 6 had to write a purpose of that character. <laughs> you know, all things considered, the fact that they connected it to the Doctor from the first one. Yeah, I thought that was a cool idea. I think I, I think Halloween Six had interesting ideas, but just wasn't executed properly. No, no, no. But no, they no, tr- no, they no, tried. No. Damn it, <laughs> they didn't work. All right, mm. how about this? In the producer's cut, not only does Michael Myers um, this relationship with his niece. Jamie Lloyd, yeah, the child out of that, but the ending is basically Tommy Doyle on the ground and he stops Michael Myers. Isn't that better than him beating him with a pipe and bleeding green blood or whatever it was? It's all terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Well, but but I think that in the theatrical cut, I mean, Jamie is impregnated by Michael as well, isn't she? They don't explicitly don't say it. I don't think they say it at all. I think even the, I think even they realized at that point. Yeah, we're sick fucks. We need to stop. <laughs> but also, oh, who, who pregnant then? If it wasn't Michael, she was a teenager in the nineties. Oh my gosh. Hmm. <laughs> I'm now I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to like recheck that information see if they did explain it or not because I haven't seen the theatrical version in a long time. I think they felt that it was just better that it wasn't explained. That uh, in, in the producer's cut, it, it, it is more, uh, they actually show that Michael was the one who, who made her <laughs> yeah. pregnant. Yeah. I think yeah, it's supposed, it, we're supposed to know, but I mean, it's just implied that it was him, you know? Yeah, they don't imply it, they show it. <laughs> Gross. I mean, like, you, you you don't have a man in, in a in a hooded cloak come out with like a saxophone and start playing music and things. It, it's just, it's just... <laughs> it's the saxophone version of the Halloween theme. You know, you get the guy coming out from the Lost Boys, and I still believe. <laughs> oh God. Oh. Uh. Oh, oh man. That song. Actually, the the. Uh... I love that song. The, the soundtrack for Lost Boys is it's amazing. I just love it. It's one of the best. Um, it's not as good as Fright Night soundtrack, but yeah, it's up there. That's pretty good too. That's pretty good too. Fright Night is something that you could definitely play any day. 
Yeah. I mean, you, right. you, you could drive that. You could drive down the street playing that shit. You can go and dance in the disco to it. That's just a, it, one of the best soundtracks ever. By the way, uh, th did you like the uh, the Friday Night with Colin Farrell? No. <laughs> Stan, yeah. No. I haven't seen it yet, so I can't say. They uh, actually tried to base that in Las Vegas. I haven't even, I haven't even seen Friday Night 2. The original, where Charlie Brewster inherits his mother's house. Oh! Living in... Like and, a and, sequel, like, and, like, like the new Halloween, you mean? Kind of like that. I, I, I believe I heard this, like, um... Maybe about within the last six months, but uh, the the thing that I had heard was is Charlie Brewster inherits his mother's house, and he's got children now, and Evil Ed is still living in Jerry Dandridge's house. Okay, I've heard of it. Um, apparently, Stephen Jeffries, who played um uh, Evil Ed, he's embraced the film a lot more than he did. They all eventually come around, you know. <laughs> 